0: For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Philip Wong. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we're covering President Eisgruber's annual State of the University letter, Representative George Santos's decision to temporarily recuse himself from his congressional committees, and an interview with Community Editor Lucia Weatherall about the ongoing John Witherspoon statue removal debate. It's Wednesday, February first. Yesterday. President Eisgruber posted his 7th annual State of the University letter. He opened the letter by noting the community's transition back to its pre-pandemic state as well as acknowledging various accomplishments made by the Princeton community, such as historic improvements to the undergraduate financial aid program. Eisgruber also dedicated a good portion of the letter to addressing technological advances and their impact on the university. He cited Zoom and ChatGPT as a few examples relevant to our time and how Princeton's liberal art curriculum might seek to accommodate or reject these potential changes. Finally, the letter commented on the complete of Yale College and NCW, and the university's hopes of establishing a more diverse student body. Since last summer, there has been an ongoing debate in regard to a petition created by members of the Department of Philosophy requesting the removal of the John Witherspoon statue from Firestone Plaza. Several opinion pieces have been written both in support of and against the removal. Today we're interviewing community editor Lucia Weatherall to break down the debate. Lucia, can you tell us about the main arguments for and against the removal of John Witherspoon's statue?
1: Sure. So we've had two pieces that sort of center around this. One came out recently and was written by uh, an alum of Princeton University, Bill Hewitt, Uh, and the other will be coming out soon, which is written by the petitioners who are grad students. So the case against removing the Witherspoon statue, which is sort of exemplified in Hewitt's article, is that Witherspoon was a valuable figure in Princeton's history, and moreover that he should be judged within the context of his time. So Hewitt makes the point that Witherspoon's views on slavery were more progressive than most, and that should be allowing him more grace than the petitioners have. And he also notes that it's a harmful precedent to remove a statue that's you know stood there for so long, uh, that represents the central figure. The petitioners, on the other hand, note that the current debate has sort of missed the nuance of their claim, so they take issue with the statue itself. You know, it's a large statue, it's central to campus, And that, you know, size and centrality really glorifies and idealizes Witherspoon. They make the point that he did contribute a lot to the university and we should remember it because history is important, especially to the culture of the school. But that we should aim to remember him with a alternative structure, uh, such as a plaque, and not literally put him on a
0: pedestal. Do you think this debate really affects our daily lives?
1: I think it depends on which students you talk to. I think many students who are just sort of walking to class don't give this much of, you know, a second thought, but I also think there are students who are descended from enslaved people and do have to look up at a statue of a slave owner who is especially in their eyes being glorified, you know, within their campus community and I think it's important to be mindful of that. So, you know, I think it really depends who you ask on campus. I don't think it's everyone thinks it's dumb or everyone thinks it's really important.
0: Thank you so much. In national news, yesterday, Representative George Santos told his colleagues that he would temporarily recuse himself from sitting on congressional committees. Santos was assigned to serve on the committees on small business and on science, space, and technology. Since being elected in November, the Republican has admitted to fabricating part of his resume and is facing multiple investigations. His decision to step down from his committees followed a private meeting with Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who told reporters that Santos made the decision to last, quote, until he could clear everything up. Late tonight into early tomorrow morning, a rare green comet will be making its closest pass by Earth for the first time in 50,000 years. The comet was discovered on March 2, 2022, by astronomers at the Palomar Observatory in San Diego County, California, and named c 2022 e 3 ztf Observers will be able to see its faint green glow near Polaris, commonly known as the North Star. Its green hue is a result of certain chemical compounds around the comet, such as diatomic carbon and cyanogen, under the effects of sunlight. The Virtual Telescope Project is hosting a free online live stream of the comet on its website. Today will be sunnier, but just as cold. It will reach a high of 38 degrees and a low of 22 degrees. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Carrie Liang, Noelle Kim, and me. Sound engineered by Eden Tishom, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Philip Wong. Have a wonderful day.